Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Uh, lots to get to. Brendan Escott electing to open up with GNR. Tell us why, Brendan. Slash turns 55 years old today. Man, 55 is old. I will tell you that right now, Brendan. I... I guess I got about seven or eight months here to go. Uh, coming up on uh, today's show, uh, interesting story that emerged in the last 24 hours. Jack Hookson, uh, who's got a company called Pro-Am Sports, uh, you know, in a time in which uh, jerseys and nicknames and team names are all the buzz, very proactive measure involving uh, Ethan Bear and Kyler Yamamoto and uh, going down a, a different uh path that sort of pays homage to the uh, ancestral heritage of the two players. So Jack Huxon coming up from Pro-Am Sports. Tell us a little about that at 1220. And who knows, this very well may be uh, the way of the future for the sports merchandising industry. It is a Thursday, and that means truculent Thursdays. And coming up on today's show... Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque, along with uh, Brian Burke from Sportsnet for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar, and George LaRocque, all on today's show. Uh, so, busy show, lots to get to, uh, some pretty significant news. Uh, the Oilers had a scrimmage last night uh, down at the downtown community arena. It was dominated by Connor McDavid. His team won 7-2. McDavid was all over the ice. A little bit of a scare. Took a puck uh, from Zach Cassian, but uh, was good to go. The Oilers have just hit the ice at noon practice today at uh, the downtown community arena. McDavid is obviously out there. Uh 
Some other things of note, uh, you know what, uh, Nugent Hopkins and McDavid had multiple looks and opportunities. Thought that uh, Dreisaitl, Yamamoto, and Ennis were a little bit quiet. Athanasiu had some moments, but they were moments kind of unto himself. You know, he kind of created them, uh, playing a line with Shane and Archibald. Thought Neil, Karen, Chason had another uh, strong performance. Good day from uh, Marodi and Benson combining for a couple goals. Ryan McLeod remains the best of those prospects because of his frame and his skating ability. On defense, um, I thought Evan Bouchard, very subtle, efficient game, maybe a little bit more urgency. Uh, Philip Broberg, the pace did quicken a bit, and uh, he got going sort of middle of the second period and was quite noticeable. So there's some thoughts from last night's uh, scrimmage. There will be the Colby Cave uh, benefit scrimmage that's going to take place on Saturday at 1 o'clock. That will be available on uh, Oilers TV uh, with Jack Michaels and myself and Tony Brar. So there's a quick update on the Oilers front. Uh, what do you think of a Kraken, Brendan? You know what? I, I was not sold on the name itself, but the branding that they did is unbelievable. I, I think that they have absolutely smashed it out of the park. So I will live with the Kraken. I will take the Kraken because of how they presented the Kraken. Yeah, today's top story brought to you by Grey Rock Exteriors. Mother Nature wreaks havoc on your home. Bring your free, no obligation inspection today. Visit greyrockexteriors.ca. And that's our number one story because it is the uh, proverbial water cooler conversation if we were all working in offices and having water coolers uh, around again. But many of us are working at home. Uh, and in the Stoffer household, that means uh, smaller bottled waters. So uh, the Kraken. And, uh, you know, Seattle's had a long history. I don't know if you know this, Brendan. Do you know the name of the Seattle player that's fourth all-time in minor pro points? Or, sorry, fourth all-time in pro points. He's the fourth highest scoring player in pro hockey history. So Wayne Gretzky's number one, Yarmer Yager's number two, Gordie Howe is number three. And there is, many people consider this guy to be the greatest uh, minor leaguer of all time. And he played 15 seasons in Seattle. You know who that is? I don't, but I bet you do. Well, you're about to find out. I, mentioned, I, th- I thought I'd mentioned him once on the show before. Uh, you old school guys will remember the name Guile Fielder. And I think he's still alive. He's got to be close to 90 years of age. He played back in the 50s and the 60s uh, for the Seattle Totems, and he was an unbelievable player. Nine-time WHL scoring champion. Remember, this is a time in the original six. Like, there is no question. At that time, the WHL was the Western, you know, professional hockey league. Um, and it was one of the best pro leagues out there. He was a fantastic player. Like, in a 12-team or 24-team league, I mean, he, he he plays 15 years in the NHL. So, just always remember, you know, sometimes you need a little bit of perspective on those sort of things when you're evaluating guys. Um, more recent vintage and I know we've definitely talked about these two guys before, Brendan. In the late 1980s, at a time in which both Barry Melrose and Peter Anhold coached the Seattle Thunderbirds, they had a couple guys there that were seemingly there forever. Glenn Goodall, who played six seasons uh, for the Seattle Thunderbirds, and Victor Gervais, who played four. Goodall had four 100-plus point seasons in the Western Hockey League, a couple around 150 points. I mean, he's played more games in the WHL than any other player. He spent 16 seasons over in Germany. He was a great player. 
in the WHL. Uh, that 89-90 team also featured Peter Nedvitt, who ended up being a top three overall pick. And my cousin uh, played on that team as well, Peter Kozelski, who was a two-time 100-point scorer in the Western Hockey League. I should mention a cousin via a uh, second marriage in a family. Uh, but a very good hockey player. I think he's a member of the EPS right now here in town. Uh, he was not an aggressive player, a skilled sort of understated player. was a draft pick of the Hartford Whalers back in the day. Most recently involved in Seattle, of course, Ethan Bear and the Seattle Thunderbirds went to the 2017 Memorial Cup. They were coached by Steve Konowalczyk. Matt Barzell was their big star up front. Bear had the busted hand on defense, uh, but was tremendous throughout the course of the playoffs. Their number one goaltender, Ryland Toth, got hurt. He was with Red Deer at the 2016 Memorial Cup. Seattle picked him up to be their goaltender for 16-17, and he was unable to go at the Memorial, uh, Memorial Cup, and that just killed Seattle's chances. Uh, Ryland Toth is the same guy with the UBC Thunderbirds this past year that stoned the Alberta Golden Bears in two or three games. Alberta losing a series uh, two games to one. The two losses out shooting UBC 94 to 36 in those two games. It's today's top story brought to you by Great Rock Exteriors. Quickly, uh, we are going to head now into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Ken Holland uh, did an evaluation uh, yesterday, and we're going to run a couple of the clips. Uh, Here is his assessment, the Oilers' president of hockey operations and general manager of the camp so far. They're in good shape. Uh, They've competed hard. You know, what I've liked in the scrimmages that it's not been like, you know, they play hard one way and they they float. They've 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 back checked. They've taken space away. They're trying to play the, the the game the way that we believe we need to play the game in order to be successful. You attack when you got the puck, and when you don't have the puck, you're going to have to, uh, you know, you're going to have to work to defend to try to get the puck back. So. Uh, we're slowly ramping up and uh, we're happy where we're at right now obviously you want to get a little crisper I know this week Dave Tippett started uh, to really spend some time on special teams but you know come playoff time goaltending special teams good luck with health you know there's some there's some ingredients that that everybody knows has got to happen if you're going to go on an, uh, a long playoff run special teams is one of them so uh, I know T- uh, coach Tippett's been really emphasizing special teams the last couple of days and, and we'll, that will continue so you know as far as individual players i think yeah i i I, I, you know they've i think for the most part they've all they've all played hard and uh, they 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 look they look ready all right. Uh, Holland obviously was asked about Philip Broberg yesterday when he did his availability as well. Uh, Broberg has probably been the biggest story so far in the Oilers training camp. Here's the Oilers general manager. The plan really was he was going to come over here for phase three. And when we went into the hub, the plan, and I'm talking about a plan, you know, a month ago, the plan was that at about Friday or Saturday of this week, he was going to go back to uh, to Sheleftia. They're starting their training camp here uh in the next week or so, uh, the Swedish teams late late July, with obviously Mike Green opting out. I talked to Dave Tippett in you know in advance of Phase Three to say let's keep a close watch on Broberg. Let's see how he plays, and if we if he plays well enough, we can make it make a decision to take him with us in the hub. Obviously, we think he's played pretty well. I've informed Shalefti and talked to Darren Ferris. And I talked to Philip Broberg a couple of days ago to tell tell him that uh, we are going to take uh, take him into the hub with us. And uh, obviously, we're going to go in with ten defensemen, and it's up to um, 
the coach to determine how uh, how they're all going to be used. So, you know, I'll monitor. I'll, I'll monitor. Certainly, I understand Shalefti is starting their training camp. He's a young player, but he's played very well here in the early going. Now things are going to. You know, things always ramp up. You know, I, I, I look back to September every year in training camp and, you know, there's week one and then the vets take it to another level in week two, you know, and then they ramp it up and, and, and you try to find out which which young players can kind of go with as, 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 the, as the veterans take the level of play to a higher level, you know, where do people start to drop off? So I'll continue to uh, monitor. But I think for him, he's 19 years of age. Obviously, he's junior eligible. Um, this year he's to, to play in the world junior he's a young he's a young player I think it's been a fabulous experience for him to be around an NHL um, you know, training camp every day now for for 10 days and it'll it'll go on at least for another couple of weeks that he'll be around our guys so I think it's I think it's going to be really good for him and his development that's Oilers GM Ken Holland talking about Philip Roberg. We're in the Oilers now. Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. A reminder, 3.30 today, Dr. Dina Hinshaw, during the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jalen and I, uh, will be uh, providing an update. Uh, obviously, there has been a, an escalation of uh, positive tests in the province of Alberta. I will tell you that the, the spike has been mostly in Calgary. There's been a couple uh, elderly extended care homes uh, facilities uh, in Edmonton that have been hit here of late. Uh, but sometimes it is all about perspective. Remember when it was uh, Vegas or Edmonton? Well, Vegas, Clark County's got 2.3 million people uh, in their health zone. Edmonton's at 1.3 million. Uh, Clark County now has 33,000 positive cases. Uh, Edmonton currently sits at 1,400. Uh, Clark County now has 577 deaths. And even with a bit of a spike up in the death totals uh, in uh, Edmonton here in the month of July, Edmonton's at 28. Again, 577 for uh, Vegas. So uh, obviously the league, in terms of comparing those two markets with COVID, uh, made the right decision. Um, Vancouver, uh, BC's, you know, they have their positive case total is substantially lower than Alberta's. So, too, is their testing uh, totals. To put things in perspective, Alberta at 141,000 tests per million. BC's at 48,000 tests per million. Vancouver has had 103 people pass away due to uh, COVID in Vancouver Coastal. Again, Edmonton at 28. Uh, the two provinces are uh, very similar in terms of deaths per million. Alberta is at 40.5, and BC is at 37.8. But, again, there's some concern, uh, and it's somewhat justified of some spiking numbers in uh, Dina Hinshaw will have an update coming down the path today at 3.30 out of the uh, AHS office. All right, when we come back in one minute's time, Jack Hudson from Pro-Am Sports to talk about uh, some, I I don't know if we call Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Call it branding, but uh, certainly a case of uh, paying homage to the heritage of players. This is Oilers Now. 
This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's 1222 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Uh, the story moved yesterday in Edmonton sports memorabilia stores now selling Oilers jerseys with special nameplates to honor the heritage of two players. The Ethan Bear and Connor Yamamoto jerseys on the Pro-Am Sports website have special nameplates available for each player. The Bear jersey uh, has his name written in Cree with the number 74. And uh, the Yamamoto's jersey uh, has Japanese characters on the back, uh, which translates to Base of Mountain. Here is Jack Cookson from Prom Sports, who I've known for a long time, uh, all the way dating back to uh, my, my second of four years of grade 12 at Jasper Place. Just kidding. Jack, how you doing? I'm well, Bob. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, absolutely. So where'd you come up with this concept? What sort of, was there a demand out there from customers or uh, who sort of came up with the idea here? Well, it, it's kind of generated all season long with uh, interest in, in both uh, Kyler and, and Ethan, uh, both young guys new to the team uh, or relatively new to the team. And uh, we had a guest come in recently and say, hey, can you do this for a Yamamoto jersey? And so uh, we did it uh, for, for the guest, and we did another one for our stock, and it turned out great. And I looked at my brother, Ken, uh, and said, how about we look into doing this in Cree, given how much we've worked with Ethan, because we've worked with Ethan uh, all season uh, with autograph memorabilia and so on. And, and uh, so we started looking into it. And it was uh, the, the the Japanese kanji characters uh, were, were fairly uh, simple for us to make sure that we got it right. Uh, the Cree, on the other hand, was uh, not easy, and uh, one that we went to, uh, when I say we, uh, mostly uh, Ken did the research here and, and did a fantastic job, reached out to uh, Ethan's family, including his, his girlfriend, his dad, and, and ultimately his uncle was the one who signed off on, on uh, getting it right. We did not want to make a mistake. Well, the irony is with the two players involved, to me, they're the major reason why the orders were better than a lot of people thought this year, because I don't think anybody saw Ethan Bear making the impact in the top four that he did, maybe last year at this time. And obviously, once Yamamoto came up, the numbers spoke for themselves. And now, there might have been a couple guys out there that thought Yamamoto could be capable of doing close to that. But these guys are very popular players, aren't they, Jack? Absolutely, and they, you know what? They, they they check all the boxes. They're young guys. They're they're Western guys. I mean, uh, Kyler's from uh, the Spokane area, uh, and as you like to say, uh, you can always get good defensemen out of uh, places that start with an S. And and Ethan is uh, he's a special person. I, we've been lucky enough to work with him uh, several times this uh, past hockey season, which thankfully is about to restart. And and. Uh, you know he checks a lot of boxes. He's a he's a, he's a great player. He's yeah. he's Saskatchewan. He's a you know a good old Western boy. He's a good looking guy, and uh, and he comes from a very proud uh, uh, culture. And and uh, but that's the thing that that I wanted to make sure that we didn't do anything here that would frustrate or or alienate anybody. Uh, but what has blown me away is the universal interest in in both of these players especially with ethan uh not you know not from within uh the indigenous culture it's it's everybody and it's everywhere 
Uh, it's a real cool uh, concept. Uh, do you have an Ethan Bear fight photo with Matthew Kachuk? Because I'm going to guess no, that. Uh, we, we get asked for that one a lot. Uh, yeah. uh, that, that was a heck of a game, and, and uh, I, I know a lot of people are looking forward to, uh, I guess, Tuesday night for uh, what the next battle of Alberta will be. So we're at a time in which we're celebrating diversity in the National Hockey League, and the Oilers organization has always been, uh, you know, has always had a team uh, that, that, frankly, has had a, a sense of inclusiveness based upon the personnel that was on the team. I mean, is there an opportunity to do something for a guy like uh, Jajar Kera uh, or, or, or Andreas Athanasi? You see where I'm going here. I mean, yeah. have, have you Absolutely. had people call you about other players that have, uh, you know, to pay homage to their heritage? We had people reach out to us last night. That tweet uh, uh, went uh, pretty viral. Yep. Uh, and we had lots of people ask about uh, Jujar, who we worked with in the past uh, to do something in Punjabi, and uh, Athanaseo from the Greek community. So we're, we're looking into that. And we actually had a couple of people ask about uh, uh, Hughes uh, and, from, and see if we can do uh, Hebrew. So uh, we're, we're going to look into that. And, you know, if we can do it, and we can do it right, we will. And if we can't do it, then, then we won't. But it's, it's been a great spark uh, at a time, quite frankly, that's been tough. Tough for everybody, obviously. But uh, we're, we're Department 47 of, uh, you know, the, the restart in, in the world. And it's, it's, it's been a tough couple of months. And, but the last 24 to 48 hours has been uh, a lot of fun. All right, uh, Jack Cookson from Prime Sports joining us. Jack, final one for you. A uh, bit of a curveball here. What do you think of the Kraken? I love it. Uh, I, you know, two things. I, they got it right. Uh, I wasn't so sure about the name at first, but the, the logo looks phenomenal. The colors are terrific. Uh, we've already had people reaching out asking about merchandise and how it usually works in, in the leagues, and this will be the case here. Uh, the, uh, the, the Kraken will have a, a window of exclusivity that they can sell, and then uh, it'll get released to uh, other retailers in the outside world like us, and we'll absolutely carry it. The beauty about the Kraken right now is uh, they haven't ticked off any Oilers, Flames, Canucks, Jets, or anybody else uh, fan base, so uh, everybody can enjoy it for at, at least uh, a year or so. All right, Jack. So if people want to get a, a hold of one of those uh, jerseys for uh, Ethan Bear or Connor Yamamoto, how do they reach you at Pro-Am Sports? Uh, you can see us on uh, St. Albert Trail. We're a block north of the Yellowhead, uh, just off of 128th Ave, uh, or online at proamsports.ca. Jack, thanks for your time. Thank you. You bet. That's Jack Cookson from Pro-Am Sports. It's 1229 at Edmonton. We've got Louis DeRuss coming up from uh, NHL Hockey on Rogers. Brian Burke and George LaRock in the next 90 minutes after a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.